Welcome to the Riverside Church Podcast. We hope today's message encourages you and strengthens your walk with God. Enjoy the message. Matthew chapter 25, uh, verse 1 says this. If you give your attention to the screen or follow in your Bibles. Then the kingdom of heaven shall be likened to ten virgins who took their lamps, went out to meet the bridegroom, recognized all of them were virgins, or in the spiritual context, all of them are white as snow, forgiven, living under the mercy and the grace of God. These are church people. Okay? All of them in the eyes of God are virgins. That means they've been forgiven. They're cleansed. Now, five of them were wise and five were foolish. Those who were foolish took their lamps and took no oil with them. They only took what they had. But the wise men took oil into their vessels, the wise ones, and they, with their lamps. But while the bridegroom was delayed, they all slumbered and slept. And at midnight a cry was heard, behold, the bridegroom is coming, go out to meet him. And all those virgins who arose trimmed their lamps. And the foolish said to the wise, give us some of your oil. For the lamps are going out. For our lamps are going out. But the wise answered saying, no. Like, you know, get your own anointing. You know, there are some people that want to rob you of your anointing. You know that, right? And and sometimes people don't know what to do in those circumstances. But let me help you. There's a two-letter word right here that's powerful, to, and all you got to say is no. No, you can add a thank you on the end of that if you want to, to be kind, but no thank you. Sometimes you have to recognize who's in your life that is adding to your walk with God or taking away from it. And the answer to that sometimes is no. So when you begin to walk with God, you understand that God fills you, and there is more. And the wise, the wise ones, the, the wise virgins... And they trimmed their lamps, and they knew. Lest there should be enough for us, they said no, because lest there not should not be enough for us and for you, and but rather go to those who sell, they said, and buy for yourself. In other words, go get your own. And while they were went to go buy, the bridegroom came. Those who were ready went in with him to the wedding, and the door was shut. And afterwards... The other virgins came also, saying, Lord, Lord, open that to us. But he answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, I don't know you. Watch, therefore, he's saying, you know not neither. You know neither the day nor the hour in which the Son of Man is coming. I think the relevance for this portion of Scripture for all of us to obtain and, and, and take away from is the fact that th- there were half of them that had oil and, and, and just enough for the journey. And there are some that took extra understanding that they what they needed for the rest of the journey. As we walk with God and we understand the anointing, in this concept here, it was all about light. And what fuels the light is oil. Light represents understanding. Light represents the illumination in a dark place. And you can't live in this dark world without the anointing, oil. But we have to stay full. We have to stay full. And a lot of reasons why there are some believers that get saved and also born again, but they lack understanding and get lost in a dying world, in a dark world, is because they have never learned how to refuel. A transfer of power. What we need to understand is that a transfer of power is much like filling up your gas tank with gas. The gasoline being transferred from a pump to your car, there is no fire there. There's no illumination. The illumination, the fire is within the engine. The combustion takes place there that produces power. But you can't have power without the fuel. And you can't have fire without the fuel. Someone repeat after me, if you will, if you're in this, just say, I need more fuel, Lord Jesus, but teach me how to set myself on fire. Come on, somebody say fire. I want fire, not just fuel. 
I need to be light. I need some light in my life. How many of you want light in your life, light in your family, light in your career? You want to see clearly. You want to understand clearly. You, you have to understand the world is getting darker. I have never seen witchcraft prevail in Wicca and all these dark practices in the world. And for that reason, more than ever, there is, they're not ashamed of what they believe. I have to tell you, you do know that there are some things out there that are just so bold that even Christians are becoming intimidated and compromising. But let me give you a secret. You have to keep your lamps full. You have to let the fire burn, and you have to have illumination in your life to know where to go, what decisions to make, and let God give you clear understanding and walking in this world. The darker it gets, the brighter the church is. It's our time to rise up. Come on, it's our time to rise up. It's our time to rise up. I'm telling you, the power of God is greater in your life. Turn to someone and tell them, greater is he inside of you. God is greater in you than in the world. In Jesus' name, somebody say, thank you, Lord. One more time, give him a hand clap of praise because he's so worthy. Come on, clap your hands to him. The one we have to do, our Lord and Savior. And you can be seated. God bless you. Thank you for standing. Today's going to be good because it's God's word. The simplicity of understanding a walk with God. Um, walking with God requires light. And God is light. When, when Jesus came into the world, he, he was illuminated. First John, uh, John in the gospel, the first chapter, talks about he was the life that gives light, the light that gives life to men. And he, he came shining in darkness, but the darkness did not comprehend him. That illumination of God is talked to us about in Isaiah. In the book of Isaiah, we hear Isaiah describe the seven spirits of God, and I'll get to that in just a moment. But when you recognize who Jesus was and what was on him, then you recognize what's available to you. So let me set the tone here by simply saying to you, again, those virgins were people who were saved. Their garments were white. In the eyes of God, no matter what your background is, when you come to Jesus, he forgives you of your sins. And he makes you whiter than snow. But there is a difference between being saved and being filled. If we don't recognize it, then we fail to grow and fail to make ourselves available to God's original plan and intent for your life. And you cannot see clearly in this world with white garments. You need light. When we refer to light, you have to consider the culture, the day and the age. We're not speaking about battery-operated lamps here. In the culture, in the Bible, it is referring to oil, the wick, and the fire. Light represents fire through lamps. The anointing is given to you to produce fire. And the devil can't stand the light because he can't stand the heat. If you do not produce oil, or let me rephrase that. If you do not produce a prayer life, you will have no oil. And if you do not act on what's inside of you, God can't spark your wick. The illumination of God's word is given when it is expressed to your being. The illumination of God's word is illuminated. It, it, is, it, is, it is given to you through an act of faith. And there is a place where it is ignited. I want to show you something out of the book of Revelation before we get into this and, and give you a concept, a, prince, a principle. This is a reference to the seven spirits of God. Now, when we say the seven spirits of God, we're talking about the attributes of his spirit. 
God's expression into our life for a particular need. Remember, we're dealing with an omnipresent, omniscient, omnipotent God who is everywhere at one time, who is Savior to every single person here at the same time, who knows every single one of our thoughts, our intents and purposes, and is your personal Savior. How is that even possible? He's God. When God begins to express himself through the scripture to give us a correlation of like the lamp and the oil, it's a point of contact for our faith. You and I need points of contact for our faith to understand how to flow in the spirit, how to flow in the presence of God. You need a point of contact. So God reveals points of contact through understanding. And understanding the scriptures, you have to go back to the very foundational teaching. At Riverside, we have been teaching foundational concepts and principles that you have a foundation for to build on. You have a rock to build on. Revelation 4 and 5 says it like this. John saw in the spirit and from the throne proceeded lightnings, thunders, and voices, and seven lamps. Everyone say seven lamps. Seven lamps of what? Fire. Burning before the throne which are the what? Seven spirits of God. He was referring to the menorah. In the scripture, the menorah had seven candlesticks on it. I want to show you this picture very quickly. When you look at the scripture as well, you'll find out that when John entered into the presence of God, he was in the spirit on the Lord's day. When he entered into the presence of God, there was seven golden candlesticks referring to the menorah. And Jesus was amongst it, the high priest. And John was priest. We've taught you this throughout these semesters. This goes back to the pattern of the temple that we are called to be priests. Did you know that when you do go into prayer and you do go into communion, that you need light to give you guidance and direction? This is why within the temple, there was the seven golden candlesticks that were there, and then the altar of incense, and then the shoe bread. But this is where you enter into God's presence to let him illuminate you, to see what you're doing. This, when you study, is the marvelous light. No one had access to this except the priest. And when you look at this, you have to reference it because it is part of your prayer life. Remember, we are called to be priests. Also remember where God brought you out of. I wasn't raised for church 19 years of my life. I was raised in a denomination that worshiped idols. I was raised in a denomination where it was okay to take you to the witch doctor. That's right. I had eggs rubbed all over my body. Some of you Latinos know what I'm talking about. Some of you others don't. I've had the eggs over my body. I had the chants over me. I had all kinds. I, my mama used to take me to the witch doctors when I was growing up. I'm going to shock you right now. My grandfather was a witch doctor. I understand the culture and the life and the concept, the principles of what we came out of. And we do these things ignorantly many times, not understanding our Jewish roots Spiritually, you are all now, because you have Jesus in your life and the blood and the spirit of Christ in you, now you are part of the spiritual Israel of God. And God has changed your bloodline by giving you his blood, his spirit. And that's who you really are by nature. God has changed you. But we forgot to go back and look at our spiritual culture. This is why we have to go back to the tabernacle because God didn't come to do away with it. He sent Jesus to fulfill it. Now I'm referring back and reviewing for you because there's a lot of people here that have missed this. But now you are called the temple of God. And within that temple, there was a system. And within that system, there was a holy place. And that veil was torn in two, meaning we have now have access to the most holy place by the power of the Holy Ghost. And when you and I go into prayer, we need understanding and light and the Spirit of the Lord to guide us. 
the priest needed this. And so we still need it today. This alum how many of you are with me right now? I'm slowing down to teach to give understanding, and, and it's going to help you. But I want to give you another concept of this to know how important light can be. Because I don't know if you know this, but did you know that there can be dark places in your life that aren't illuminated? There can be areas of your life that are still dark in your heart no matter what. Wherever there isn't light, there is darkness. Wherever you don't allow God to come into your life, God cannot shed light on the subject and deliver you from it. That's why some habits, some spirits, some things are still dormant because you have not opened up the door to allow the Spirit of God to come in. You have to, if he is Lord of your life, then you let him come in and illuminate your entire being. If he's your Savior, then you call him when you're in trouble. But if he's Lord, you submit to him and stay out of trouble. It's possible. Thank God for the power of God in your life. Let me expand on that just for a moment. God can deliver you from addiction. God can deliver you from habits. God can deliver you from old cycles of sin. God can deliver you from any habits that are taking you away from God and further down into a pit. But you know what? I don't think there's anyone here that doesn't know what it feels like to be pulled out of the mud. We've all fallen short, right? We've all been in that place. But if Jesus is your Savior, he's helped you up. But if he's your Lord, he calls you to go higher. God can only take you higher based on the Lordship and the permission you give him to come into your life, to illuminate you that there is no darkness there. Here's what I'm talking about, Luke chapter 11. No one, when he has a lit, lit a lamp, puts it in a secret place or under a basket. No one does. But on a lampstand, why? That those who come may see the light. Lamp of the body is the eye. He's speaking of one aspect of his spirit, the eye, what you see. Many times the eye represents understanding when you read the scripture. That's why Paul wrote and said that the eyes of my understanding, he prayed that the eyes of our understanding would be enlightened to know who Jesus is and the benefits of Christ. Therefore, when your eye is good, your whole body also is full of light. But when your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. In other words, you can, you can have white robes and be forgiven but lack light because you have no oil. You can't have light without oil. According to the scripture, this is what God was using. See, we have to go back and use the reference for the culture and the time in which the books were written. He used these examples to teach a lesson. And your understanding has to be illuminated. You have to want to understand if you're going to live in this world and you are, whether you like it or not, you're part of a dark world. But the good news is he's given you a marvelous light. He's given you an anointing. And he's allowed your spirit to be illuminated to know what to do, what decisions to make, and walk in a powerless world with power and authority from the kingdom of God. You're not without light. You're not without hope. But it depends on your eyes, whether or not you're willing to let your eyes be opened. When the body in your eye is bad, your body also is full of darkness. Therefore, take heed that the light which is in you is not darkness or darken the lights inside of you. Then your whole body will be full of light, having no part dark. So it's possible to have some darkness in your life if you shut the door and never allow there to be an anointing or have Jesus come in to that area. And the whole body, everyone say, my whole body will be filled full of light as when the bright shining of the lamp gives you light. So it is possible to have light in one room and not in another. The New Testament, uh, the Solomon, when Solomon built the temple, he built it new with the foundation. And there were many rooms, three floors, 30 rooms on each floor. 
and it was more than what, Mo, when, what Moses had built and what David had. Because I believe it was a type of New Testament temple representing us. And there are different rooms within our temple that need to be illuminated. To have complete freedom, your body must be full of light. If you want to feel freedom in your life, then you must be, let Jesus be Lord over your life in every area. But it is a choice. Remember, he came to open up the prison doors to them that are bound, but it's up to us whether we walk out of them or not. Like Pastor Caleb preached not too long ago, the doors open up, but God's not going to make you walk out of prison. You have to accept the freedom, believe what Jesus did, and not be afraid to walk in liberty. But he gives you light to understand it and to see it. And so what I want to show you and help you understand is that the beginning of the light, let's go back to the original menorah picture without the description, and I want you to understand the menorah here because right here when God gave Moses the example to build it, it was representation of an almond branch. If you look at an almond branch, it looks just like that. It branches out and there are knuckles there. And, and in the very top of the menorah, it represented the buds, the flower, the fruit on the top. The almond branch is the first tree to blossom in spring, despite the weather. It is always the first to respond to light. And when you look at this, there are seven branches. And according to the Jewish culture, the middle candle was called the servant candle because it fed all the other branches. The oil abided on the inside. And that oil would flow through the wicks. The wicks were the garments of the priest. And every wick, when they changed it out, had to turn all six wicks outside the middle one. All had to be turned towards the middle one in honor and reverence, understanding that that's the true light that lights all of them. So when the priest had to change these wicks out, they could turn off the six, but the one in the middle, they had to keep burning. So they would maneuver a wick in and maneuver one out and keep it lit. That middle one should always stay on. When God gives you his spirit, we should always stay in prayer. When God lights you, it's when you receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. I can prove it to you in the scripture, or I can uh, lure you into a workshop on a Saturday night and you get full understanding. But on the day of Pentecost, what was it that sat upon each of them? If you know your Bible, tongues of what? Fire. Right? Let me read you this, Matthew chapter 3, verse 11. The Spirit of the Lord is, point number one, the Holy Ghost. The Spirit of the Lord is the Holy Ghost. When you read Matthew chapter 3, verse 11, it says, John said, I indeed baptize you with, the whole, with water unto repentance. But he, Jesus, who is coming after me, is mightier than I, whose sandals I'm not worthy to carry. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Someone say fire. fire. Say fire. fire. See, you are baptized in the Holy Spirit when He fills your spirit and lights it. Did you know the Bible says, and you can write this down and go look it up, that the spirit of man is the candlestick of the Lord. And when it says candlestick, it's not referring to a wax candle like you and I have. Candles back then were oil filled with the wick. When your spirit is lit, God sets you on fire and fills you with oil, and he lights that oil. And it comes out through your praise and prayer. They were speaking in tongues, which is an expression of the birth of the Spirit. You want to understand that? Come to a workshop on a Saturday. 
What I'm telling you the facts is that God first illuminates your spirit with the spirit of the Lord. When the spirit of the Lord is in your life, now you have access to oil to fill your entire being. Now let's look at the menorah again with the description. This is, I'm going to show you in just a moment, in the book of Revelation, I read you that the candlesticks represented the seven spirits of God. And you may wonder to yourself, what does that have to do with me? And what is the meaning of that? How is it relevant for my walk with God? It's everything. It's his marvelous light. The only reference, what we got to get in our mind and what you have to Allow your thinking to change with, when we hear of light in the scripture, do not think of electricity or illumination, incandescent bulbs, LEDs, all that stuff. That has nothing to do with it. The only light that people knew of back in their day was the sun. And it is made up of what? Fire. Say somebody say fire. fire. Scripture says as God rises up in the strength of the sun, it produces heat. Whenever you are baptized in the Holy Spirit and you receive the gift that God has placed in your life, he gives you not just an anointing, he gives you fire. It illuminates everything in your life, your facilities. And that middle candle called the servant candle feeds you. Number one, I believe, and I'm going to show you this in just a moment, that that middle candle, because the concept in the scripture that God gave makes perfect sense why this is always lit. God said he would never leave you or forsake you. It's always there. But if you put a cover on it or put it in a separate room, how can it illuminate you? But the moment you surrender to it and let God establish you and you pray and surrender to God, that's where God lights you. That's where God illuminates for you. Remember, you can't have illumination without fire. And you can't have fire without a spark. And only God can give you the fire. So your prayer life must be established. Your walk with God. The spirit of the Lord. Not the spirit of the Savior. There is a difference. Jesus is Savior. But you see, he didn't come just to us to get us out of trouble only when we're in trouble, right? He came to keep us out of trouble. That's when he's Lord. And we have to keep that illuminated in our life all the time. Somebody say, I get it. I get it. And so the rest of this is when you recognize illumination, you have to look at wisdom. I'm going to read you something, then we'll go back to this. Isaiah chapter 11, verse 1 through 4. Watch this. And there shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse. That rod is speaking of the rod of Aaron and symbolism also to an almond branch. And a branch shall grow out of its roots. For the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon who? Jesus. Him. That's why Jesus came and said, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Spirit of the Lord, the one candle is upon you. And he said, the Spirit of wisdom, the Spirit of understanding, the Spirit of counsel, the spirit of might or power. This is all available to us. This was on Jesus. And if it was on Jesus, it will be on you and in you. Nobody, I mean, I'm telling you, what was in Jesus? What do you think Jesus walked in a dark world and he exposed everything? He knew what to do. He was driving off demonic spirits. He was healing sicknesses and disease. He was functioning in a dark world because his life was fully illuminated. And people did not understand it because darkness kept them from seeing it. But no matter how dark they were in or where they were at, God was still effective. Because you can't stop the fire of God. So let me go through the spirit of wisdom. Understanding. Counsel. Do you need counsel in your life? Might. Do you need power in your life? The spirit of knowledge. Knowing things. The spirit of the Lord. The fear of the Lord. His delight is in the fear of the Lord. 
In other words, the reference towards God. To honor God. Some people have no fear of God because they're stuck in religion and not relationship. Therefore, there is no illumination. And the ways that they take aren't God's ways. They're their own ways. But but the scripture teaches, lean not on your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him. And he will what? Direct your path. How does he direct it? With light. With light. Someone's going to catch this today. First service caught it. Y'all catching it? And he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes. In other words, the natural eye, he's not going to judge it by what he sees by the natural eye, and neither should we. We should have an illumination in our spirit that we see from the understanding of God. David, when he was found to be king, he was not intrigued by the natural eye. He was not intriguing by the natural eye. It took the eyesight of God, and even the prophet said, surely God has no respect to person and sees the heart. That's what Jesus saw. When he picked out his disciples, he did not go by what they looked like on the outside. He saw with the the spiritual eye and was having clear insight and understanding. That's what the Lord did. He shall not judge by the sight of his eyes, nor decide by the hearing of his ears. You can't judge things by what you hear from someone else. You have to go by what the spirit of counsel of the Lord is telling you. With the righteousness, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek on the earth. He shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth. For he says, and with his breath his lips shall slay the wicked. Now let's go look at the diagram. What I want you to take notice of, and this is going to go deeper into our discipleship program. So it'll be make a lot more sense later. But for right now, I just have to touch on this. These seven attributes of the Spirit are all relatable to our six senses. The seventh sense we have is the Spirit of the Lord. Most people forget that the feet is part of our senses. According to the Scripture, we walk in His ways. But the first one, outside of the Spirit of the Lord, when you have the Spirit of God and you keep the fire going and the anointing flows, He establishes wisdom in your life. The ability to see right from wrong, to make sound decisions. Wisdom is discernment. Wisdom is discernment. Much like your discerning and your senses. You know right from wrong. How many of you ladies ever pulled something out of the freezer and you wanted to determine whether it was good or bad? What sense did you use? You didn't know. Before you tasted it, right? You don't say, I'm going to cook this full meat and taste it and see if it's good. You can tell if it's good or bad by your what? Discernment of what? Smell. Wisdom gives you the ability to know what's right and wrong. So by wisdom, when you begin to function in that light in this world, it's easier to make decisions. But there's an illumination after that called counsel. Determined by right or wrong, you have to know now from the counsel of God what the decision you need to make. And God is the counselor. When it's illuminated and the anointing flows to that and you act on it, That's when it produces light in your world. Remember, the light is for you to know your way, and it's also light for others to follow. Light, when it shines, gives light to all those in the house. But the only way for there to be light is for you to get on fire. You got to be on fire, folks. You can't be dry. You got to have an anointing in your life. You must allow the Spirit to flow. Would you like to know how to let the Spirit flow? Every wick within the candlestick and the menorah was made from the priestly robes. That was the wicks. And the anointing flowed through the garments of the priest. In other words, in the New Testament, you're not known as a priest, but what you have on on the outside, you're known by a priest by who you are on the inside, a servant of God. And when you start going to God as a servant to do the work of the Lord, then God begins to let the anointing flow through that. And when you, by faith, begin to act on it, God illuminates that area of your life. 
Did you catch that? Your priest, and through the spirit of servanthood and humility, that's why the scripture says God gives grace to the who? Oh, my God. Coffee. Excuse me. Coffee. He gives grace to the what? Oh, my God. Make it two shots. He gives grace to the who? Okay, thank you. So we have this, this, this disposition. We have this disposition of humility that God flows through. Meekness. Did, not, did he not say in Isaiah, listen to what he said, but with righteousness he shall judge the poor, poor in spirit, and decide the equity of the meek on the earth. The meek shall inherit the earth. Well, how can you inherit something you can't see where you're going? Light is everything. You want to know why, the, the, know why the, the devil hates you to catch on fire? Because he can't stand the heat. He can't stand the heat. He can't stand the light. He lives in darkness. And when you produce light, you're producing heat. The fire of God. Understanding. So the wisdom of God is like your nasal. Okay? The counsel of God is for your hearing. The understanding of God is for your eyes. Paul said, I pray that the eyes of your understanding would be enlightened to know the knowledge and the riches of his glory. And the benefits in Christ Jesus. Read it. Anytime you see eyes, it's always reference to understanding. Take notes. Go home and study this. We're going to give you all of this in detail through our grounded discipleship program to help you grow. But understanding is through the eyes. So now you see a situation, you have full understanding through the Spirit of God. And then there's might and power. This is the feel and the touch sense. Anytime Jesus healed, he spoke, released it by having knowledge, which is also your mouth and taste. Taste and see that the Lord is good. And it also says in the scripture, when knowledge hits your lips, it's like honey. But when you have power, you have to release it through your being. Did you know that the hand of God is released from your spirit being? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to mess with you a little bit. How is the hand of God released from your life the same way it's released in your natural life by extension? There are many times, how many of you ever seen me pray for somebody, personally for myself, and I, and I just release something? I'm not touching it with my hand, but something happens. Most of the time I barely touch people because I don't want anyone to think that it was me forcing myself because sometimes people fall out from the power of God. It happens. How many of you know what I'm talking about? But it's not my hands. I'm releasing the hand of God through a natural sense because he's taught me how to do it. So when I pray for people, I barely do something to release that hand. Not my hand, the hand of God. I'm trying to teach you something. This is why the Spirit said through the apostles to Jesus, through Jesus to the apostles, he said, go heal the sick. He didn't say pray. He did call for the elders, but he told them, you go heal. You go release. Release the power. The illumination of the power of God in your mind will remove every limit. When you're illuminated with power, it's released with fire, and then healing can take place. That's why some of you, when you have the gift of healing, I'm going to talk to somebody. Some of you that have the gift of healing, you have faith and anointing to flow. That's why you feel a burn. It's the fire burning. You feel That's when God wants to heal somebody. But you have to learn how to release the fire and the light, and the light and the fire will drive out sickness and disease. Jesus has such a fire, he didn't even have to pray for people sometimes. They just had to touch him, and something came out. Power, virtue, pure power, pure virtue, clean, pure. Did you know that the menorah, the oil, and then menorah had to be replaced every day? And it was not the used oil. Pastor CJ preached about this, and he said it was a contribution from the community, and they did not bring their used oil. 
because used oil burns dirty. The oil they had to bring for the menorah was the oil they ate from and ate, pure and clean, because it burned clean. Anything else that has impurities is a strange fire. That's why you got to be careful and not just let anybody pray for you because you can ha still have darkness in your life or places that will contaminate the anointing and they'll transfer that on you. But anybody who's living in holiness and purity that has an anointing and the fire of God, every evil thing should leave and go. Somebody say fire. Somebody say, Lord, let the anointing flow through me. Help me light my world. Let's take a praise break right now. Come on, Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for flowing in our life. Thank you right now. Come on, Alicia. Play with me wherever you're at. Is she here? Come on, Haley. Come on, sweetheart. Don't, yeah, don't hurt the baby. Flow with me right now. There, there is just a place in our life where God illuminates. Father, thank you for the illumination. You're the light of the world. You're the light of the world. And you've got power. I, I've, I've done it so many times where even I touch someone, and as I touch them, a spirit will arise, uh, rise up out of them to get delivered. By the way, in case you haven't noticed, this is one of those crazy churches that believe the Bible is real, and Jesus still does what he used to do. And he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. So I'm just giving you the groundwork. This is what Jesus taught the, the, the apostles. This is why they were effective. That's why they're able to walk in their world and see God move. The power of God and the light of God walks with you if you stay in prayer and keep a fresh anointing. To keep, watch this, to keep the impurities out of your oil, it needs to be filtered. And the only way it can be filtered is through repentance. So every day before I go into prayer, remember the tabernacle is a type of prayer outline for you. At the gate, you enter his gates with thanksgiving. Thankful for what? For his mercy and your grace and your life. But before that point, before you ever enter in, the scripture says that the community brought their animals and cut their throats there to let them die for their sins. And then they gave it to the priest to offer it, offer it into the brazen altar. Before I ever go into God's presence, whether I feel like I sinned or not, I always say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me if I've sinned without even knowing. Forgive my wife. I know it always sins. See, I don't pass your dog. Y'all know that's not true. Get her free from these addictions, Lord. I pray for my children. Now, that's another story, but I pray for them. Honestly, I, I pray and cover every base. I pray for you. I say, Lord, if anybody at Riverside has fallen in or made a mistake, forgive us of our sins. Why? Because I want to be in right standing with God and not be vulnerable or ignorant to anything. And, and you know, this is scripture. If my people who are called by my name will pray, repent, and turn away from their wicked ways, and I will hear from heaven. But my oil has to be clean. So when I enter in, I enter in his courts with praise. And praise him for every good work that the blood of Jesus produced and praise him for washing me and cleansing me from sin but before I ever get into that place where I'm going to light the altar of incense the scripture says emphatically it says before that when the candles are lit and the wicks are replaced then they light the altar of incense did you catch what I just said before the altar of incense is lit and it gives off that fragrance which is a type of intercessory prayer, God first wants to illuminate your mind and your being to know how to pray. And I go through the steps, and I'll say, Father, touch every one of my senses and let the anointing flow and illuminate me. Let me have discernment. Let my eyes of understanding be open. Let me hear the counsel of God. Let me speak the word of God. You see, God told Joshua, never let the word of God depart from your mouth if you want good success. That's why illumination of knowledge comes from your lips. Because sometimes when you're under the anointing, how many of you have ever prayed or spoke to somebody and you spoke things that you didn't even know existed in their life? And God confirmed that's the word of knowledge. 
God uses that. But he illuminates things and gives you words. I can't tell you how many times I've been up here and, and someone's told me, Pastor Bobby, man, I, I, I love what you said last, last week. I said, what did I say? You said this. I said, I did? That's pretty awesome. Because I don't remember saying it. You want to know why that happens? Because it bypasses my brain and comes straight from my spirit. The anointing. And here's the fear of the Lord. And this is the other sense most people forget. It's your feet, your path, and your ways. Anytime you look up the fear of the Lord, it always referenced most of the time with it to walk in his ways. The fear of the Lord, when it is illuminated in your life, will become a lamp unto your feet, a light to your path. That's what David said. Your word is a lamp to my feet, a light to my path. But you have, must have a reverence for God to say, mm -mm, I'm not going that way. That'll get me out of the will of God. How do you know? I understand what it does. I hear the Lord telling me something different. I know his word. Something's coming out of me that tells me differently. I have knowledge of something. The fear of the Lord calls you to walk in his ways. I'm going to say this one more time. The last point is God's fire requires fresh oil. Fresh oil. The virgins didn't have enough oil. But the wise one had enough. You got to carry more for the journey. Fresh oil burns clean. Fresh oil burns clean. There's a purity in living for God. When you're anointed and you have an anointing, it's because you've constantly gone through and let the crush, I don't know who this is for, but there's some of you that feel like you have been crushed and pressed in a season of your life where you've wondered what is it going to produce. I'm going to tell you what's happening. God is allowing the press to take place for fresh oil to come out, for the anointing to come into your life. It's a fresh press. And if you'll walk in meekness and humility, the oil will flow to the point of contact wherever you need it. Do you need wisdom, understanding? Do you need counsel? You don't have to call anybody. You can just call on the name of Jesus. The scripture says if any asks for wisdom, he gives to everyone. Do you need understanding what's going on, what's happening? Your brokenness will produce a humility in your life. Now God can use you. Now God can use you. You ever wondered why you've been through the things you've been through in your life? The anointing doesn't come with this type of, just because I got a membership card doesn't mean you get free access. There's a pressing that takes place. There's a breaking that takes place. And it comes through the spirit of servanthood. You see, people who walk in entitlement want titles. Wow. Wow. People who walk with the spirit of entitlement want titles. People who walked in brokenness want just to serve. Here's what I want to leave you with. The anointing flows up through the spirit of servanthood to drive darkness out of your world. When you walk in the light as he is in the light, the blood of Jesus cleanses you from all things. But it also drives away every demonic spirit. It drives away every addiction. It sets you free. People start following you because you know and they see the favor of God around you. Because every decision that you're making is in the will of God. God is leading you down the right paths, the right direction, the, the, the right direction, the right networking, the right choices. Everything's working out good. You want to know why things work out good? Because your life is illuminated. You're walking in the light. You want to know why demons will fear you? They'll respond to you. Because they can't stand the heat. It's too bright too. You blind them. I hope somebody's taking what I'm delivering to you right now because this is revelation for you and understanding if you want to grow. You must have a prayer life. You must have a life of surrender. You must allow God to light. Light your world. Turn to somebody and tell them, I'm lit. I can't help it. I'm just lit. I can't help it. I'm lit. Will you stand to your feet right now? Don't allow weariness get to you right now. Somebody press through out of your flesh. Come on, somebody press out and, and tap into this environment right now because we're going to open the front 
And, and I'm going to tell you what hell would love to do is make you weary right now. Will you go past your feelings right now? Will you go past your, your weariness and your tiredness right now? I mean, I'm honestly, I'm talking to everyone here. Can you please press in? Because we're going to pray that God baptize people in the Holy Ghost right now. And pray that God would deliver some. And this is not a one-man show. It can happen, but it's better when everybody's involved. Can you simply raise your hands as a candle, as a menorah, and say, God, illuminate me. Illuminate my senses. Illuminate myself. I pray by the name of Jesus that I would have a spirit of servanthood. I just want to pray right now, God, that you would light me. Light me on fire. Set me on fire. Let the anointing flow. Let the anointing flow. Come on, Haley, begin to sing something. Begin to flow with it. Begin to flow with it. The anointing and the fire are here today. The anointing and the fire is here today. If you allow with the revelation and understanding you just received, surrender yourself right now. There are people that God wants to set free right now. There are people that God wants to set free right now from addictions, from sinful habits. If you'll just open up those doors of your heart and let the light of God shine, God's going to drive out darkness. God's going to drive out darkness. Will you stretch out your hands this way? If you need the baptism and want... If you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, come on down right now. Come on down right now. If you want the baptism of the Holy Spirit, come down. If you need deliverance, step on this side. If you need healing, step on this side. If you need healing in your body, step on this side. They're going to pray for you. Pastor Caleb and my wife will pray for you if you need healing. They function in that gift. Come and let them pray for you. Right here, deliverance right here, and infilling of the Holy Spirit right here. And I'll come down and pray with you. Let's let our light shine right now. We want to see that you're fixing to see the demonstration of the kingdom in effect right now. We've come to take care of business, our Father's business, and we are here to serve you. So if you want freedom, come down. Come down right now in the name of Jesus. If you're here and you want to participate, stretch out your hands to the heavens and let the light of God begin to use you. Come on right now, everybody. Begin to pray in the Spirit. Begin to pray in the Spirit. If you're Spirit-filled, pray in the Spirit right now. Set the tone for the atmosphere. Begin to speak. You have authority. Let the Spirit of God speak through you. Come on, let's do it together. Come on, everyone, together. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you liked what you heard, be sure to subscribe and share it with a friend. For more information about who we are, visit RiversideChurchTX.com.